Welcome to the third episode of our series, Roadmap to Tech Opportunities, which is all about how to build an impressive resume, presented by Kairos. Today, we have with us Mansi Sharma, a third-year computer science undergraduate at IGDTW and an upcoming SD intern at Microsoft. Well, there are a lot of questions and confusion that comes to our mind when we sit to build our resume, which makes the process of resume building a tough task. Mansi will be answering all those questions for you and will resolve all the doubts regarding resume building. So let's start with our first question. What should be the preferred structure of a resume? Should one keep it minimalistic or adding some colors is fine? Okay, so talking about the structure of the resume, it totally depends on the type of role you're applying for. For example, if you're applying for an engineering role, you should keep it minimalistic with only some little colors like for headings or maybe some background color for the resume. And, but not too vibrant colors, I would say. For another role, like maybe design roles, you, could, you can actually have a lot of designs in a resume and vibrant colors to actually show your expertise of the design. So you should actually make a resume according to the type of role you're applying for. So that's about it for engineering roles. Keep it minimalistic. And for design roles, keep it vibrant and style it. Uh, well, that's great. Uh, our next question is, what are the compulsory sections that one should add? Uh, if, if we talk about the engineering roles specifically. Okay, so for engineering roles specifically, the compulsory sections you should add are, first of all, uh, you should add your experiences. Uh, those are important that whatever you have experienced, whatever mentorship programs you were in, if you have some previous experience, maybe working at an organization like a startup or something, and what type of roles you work for. So you should include those. Those are really important. Also, you could include your achievements and achievements could be anything. It doesn't have to be only in tech. Uh, next up, how many projects should one include in one's resume? What if uh, someone have less number of projects or achievements? It doesn't matter actually that how many projects you add. It could also be done without with zero projects. It's not necessary to add projects first of all. So if you are, you should have, you would have uh, watched some videos on YouTube like making projects like Facebook clone, maybe Amazon clone, or something like that. So you can make websites, you can make apps, and then include them in your resume. But if you think about it, is it worth it? I don't think so because the projects are those projects in which you put in your own efforts. So I would say that put only those projects in your resume that have some effort and some words. So uh, that's what I want to say is then put some quality projects, not a, not a number of projects. So focus on quality rather than a number. So if you don't have any projects, that, that's also fine because you have other qualities in your resume. So don't uh, just think about number of projects. So that's quality over quantity, I would say. Next up, what if um, someone don't have any projects? So if someone doesn't have any projects, then it's fine. Because if you are not focusing on projects area, maybe you're focusing on your DSC, maybe you're focusing on your competitive programming skills. So it really doesn't matter that if you, that you don't have any projects, maybe you're good at competitive programming. So if you're good at competitive programming, you can put some stats over there. Like maybe you have a rank you have a rank under 1000 in this competition, at this coding competition, you have uh, how many stars uh, on different coding platforms. 
so you can put that there and these uh, stats also count they really count actually so it's not like if you don't have projects you your resume will be shortlisted if you don't have projects then yes you have other things that will get you shortlisted in okay uh next what all skills should be mentioned in our resume okay talking about the skills you mentioned in your resume i would say first of all mention only those skills that you are proficient in don't mention a number of skills for example let's say i put go language in my resume but i am not proficient in it i have started learning it so that's why i put it in my resume let's say for some reason my profile got shortlisted for the interviews now i have mentioned go language in the resume now the interviewer may have a knowledge in that domain and then he can ask you questions about it right and then what will you say that i have only started learning go language no, that that you can say that but that would give a bad impression that if you have only started learning go language then why are you putting it in your resume so mention only those skills that you are proficient in so on you can only not only you can write down technical skills you have you can also write down some other skills you have oh that's great um should we include being in college societies and voluntary mentoring in our resumes okay so about that i would say that yes definitely do that and you should also be actively participative in your college societies because currently you would think that what's the purpose of this why would a company be interested if i am a part of a college society if i am mentoring a group of students why would the company be interested in it but yes the company is interested let's say for example uh, you gave a test for a company you got shortlisted and then you go to the hr round in the interview then that person the hr he wants to evaluate that if you align with the company values or not and how will he know that he will know that by looking at your resume he will see that you are part of this society and you have led a group of people you are a part of a team where you led a hackathon you are a part of uh, maybe a, a mentorship society and you are a mentor there you are mentoring people there so he could ask you things like why are you mentoring people there and when he asks that question then you could tell them that i am mentoring people because i like sharing knowledge whatever i learn i want to give it to others too so these things will help in uh, actually um, making the interviewer understand the values you have and if they align with the company's values or not so yes they are important and you should include them okay um does having more points in the experience section increase the chances of getting shortlisted for any role okay for that i would say that partially yes partially no so i would say that you should have some experience like i am not saying that if you are applying for a role you should have experience in that role in some other company no that's not what i mean but what you should do is you should have experience in like maybe if maybe you can start with some internships at some startups you can have experience there that you have experience in working in teams how organizations works you know that also in experience you could also put some maybe uh, mentorship programs you have been in 
So for example, try to crack those mentorship programs, be a part of them. And you can put it that uh, you have learned from industry experts something that you would be able to apply when you would be interning or maybe uh, working for the company. Okay. Uh, next up, how to increase the chances for shortlisting of one's resume? Okay, so to increase the chances for shortlisting the resume, so I would say in summary for of all the points we told you, what you do is you should have a minimalistic resume. First of all, you uh, you should put all the points in a very crisp and complete manner. Don't elaborate anything. Uh, the interviewer is not going to read each and everything in detail in your resume. He's going to look over your resume and then move on. So just uh, keep it crisp and clear. Don't elaborate more on it. With projects also, uh, you don't have to explain the entire project in the resume. You have to explain what you did in the project. So keep it crisp and clear to the point and add everything uh, like achievements and your experiences and then it's all done okay so basically keep it minimalistic crisp and genuine next up um, should one include a profile picture in their resume that totally depends on you and that also depends on the company you're interviewing for if you want to keep a profile picture in your resume you can keep it it's really good if you don't want to don't keep it but it also depends on the company you're applying for. For example, there are some companies where you have to mandatorily include a profile picture in the resume. For example, maybe I would say Amazon. They find it very helpful if you put a profile picture in the resume. Okay. Um, should we add MOOCs and learnings in our resume? Yes, sure. You should put MOOCs and learnings. And these are also important things. Uh, through these MOOCs and learnings, the person who is reviewing your resume could see that you are constantly learning and you are developing new skills day by day. For example, I told you that don't put Go language and skills, but you can keep that under MOOCs that maybe I am taking a course for Go language and I have started learning it. Okay. Is competitive coding profile necessary to include or not? Uh, that's the same thing I would say about the projects. Uh, it's not, it's not necessary to put projects same way it's not necessary to put coding profiles. So if you are put if you are uh, comfortable with both of them, for example, you have projects too, you have a good competitive profile to them, put both of them. But if you're only working on a particular domain, for example, development, put projects. If you're working in the domain of competitive programming, then put your coding profiles. Okay. Uh, how long should our resume be? And with what priority one should add things to it? Okay, so I would say the resume could be maximum to maximum two pages, not more than that. If it's one page, it's really great. Uh, I would prefer that you keep it only one page resume, not, but if it, uh, the need uh, comes, then you can make it a two page resume, but not more than that at all. because. For example, wherever you send your resume when, uh, to a company, then that company doesn't look over your entire resume. They don't have the bandwidth. They don't have the time 
to look over your resume, right? They have lots and lots of resumes coming in. They have to review all of them. Some companies do it by machine computers and some do it by, uh, by hand. So you should not have very, very long resumes. You should keep it really crisp and clear. You should keep it small. And a one-page resume is the best resume, I would say. But if the need arises, don't go more than two pages at all. Okay, so uh, if one goes for a one-page resume, what sections uh, one can omit over others? Okay, uh, I would say the sections that are important, mostly important that you should put in a one-page resume are, first of all, uh, you should put your education. Education is important, like whatever your grades. Mm. And then you should put your experiences, your projects, and your achievements. These are the important things that you should put in a one-page resume. And you can actually, what you can do is, you can uh, keep, maybe if you have a lot of experiences, let's say, but some experiences are past experiences and they're not valid anymore. So you can skip those experiences. Keep the uh, present experiences or maybe the most, uh, um, most present experiences at the top of your resume. So that's what I would say. Okay. Um, what are your suggestions for the best platforms to build a resume? Okay. For developer profile, I would say for the resume, you should always prefer LaTeX. So LaTeX is a language in which you can write your, build your own resumes from scratch. So you can code out your resume by yourself. So that's the best platform for developers, LaTeX. Keep that in mind. And for uh, making resumes in LaTeX, you can use Overleaf. Over, you can go to overleaf.com and then you can make your resumes there. Other than that, there are many platforms like Canva and Photoshop and Microsoft Word and Google Docs. They provide templates for making resumes. So you can go for that. But I would prefer uh, LaTeX and Overleaf for uh, developer resumes. They are the best. Okay. Uh, lastly, uh, how to timely update the resume in, and in what uh, and what should one keep in mind while doing that? What should be added? What should be removed? All that. Okay. So I uh, for that, uh, you should keep update the resume in maybe two to three months. You should always do that. And what you can do is. Uh, for example, maybe you're working on projects. So you had one project and after that you start working on another project. So now you have three to four projects filed up with you, but no space on your resume. So what you can do is you can keep those projects which you feel more confident with. So if the interviewer asks you about a certain project, there is nothing you can't explain about that project Put those projects there. Same with the experiences I told you. Keep the present experiences uh, at the front. And if you don't have space, you can just uh, two to three years of the past experiences, which are like two to three years ago, you can omit them. So you can do that. And for the projects I told you, you can keep the one that you're most confident with so that in the interviews, the interviewer asks you about your projects. You can surely tell them what it is all about. Okay, uh, so thank you so much, Mansi. I hope uh, we have answered all the queries and all the doubts one uh, might have in their mind regarding the resume building. And uh, this will surely help in easing out the whole process. 
uh, for them. So thank you so much for uh, joining in. And if you guys have any more queries or any questions, you can drop down in the comments below. Thank you.